0: We're back. We're better than ever. I don't know if that's true, but we are back. Bo Rude, Nick Baugh, another coffee pod. I give you the red mug for Huskers, for Husker football. I think I like that. You think you like that? You're going to pander to people. You know, that's what we're doing here. So a little coffee, little coffee time. It's Wednesday morning. We're sobering up in the world. We are. <laughs> I've been drinking a lot. you we shocked. Drinking once a week is like, whoa, boy, you know
1: kicking our butts but it is but it is you know? 10 o'clock on a wednesday here, yeah so. so again we can repeat uh-huh.
0: everything we talked about last week you drink before noon on a wednesday you got a chickity check yourself or your barney gumble and if it's wine that's not gonna that's not gonna do that's not gonna be great you know
1: Good. what can i ask you a question what kind of coffee is Well,
0: this? Oh, this is beanery coffee a proud sponsor of the chicken nick podcast
1: oh yeah, how about nice that? where, they, where they ashland from?
0: gretna papillion my friend okay. and they're opening one in west omaha that's a nice it's a nice flavor there. this guy just wants he all he wants in his reads his name's paul he wants me and chick just be idiots on the reads. so it's great so it works out very nice <laughs> it works out very nice hey by the way shout out to uh, go currency for supporting this podcast by the way you were probably fast forwarding through the com- through the commercials on saturday there's a go currency commercial on during the Nebraska football game. You're kidding. Me. Yeah, I was excited. I was very, very excited. Uh, can I before we get to the song and a bunch of different stuff, can I read an email I got? Yeah. Or actually yeah. it's a Facebook message. This is from Tegan. I don't even know Tegan, but Tegan sent me a message. How about this? Nick. Just wanted to let you know how much I enjoy the podcast. It sounds cheesy, which it is, but you and Bo have reinvigorated my love for Husker football, which was fading hard over the last few years. It never hurts to be reassured that you're doing a good job, so I just wanted to reach out and let you know that you're killing it. I'm telling every Husker fan I know to check out the Nick Bob podcast. Keep up the good work. Cheers.
1: How about
0: kind God. words. That's awesome to hear. Isn't that yeah.
1: nice? Yeah, very
0: nice. And you know, so I got that I got that message and it got me thinking about I think no, it's early. It's still fresh we're, we're the the of the of the Scott Frost firing. But one of the things I was nervous about is like, man, if Frost gets fired, I was nervous that my interest would and excitement and all that around husk football i was nervous that would plummet a little bit not plummet it would never plummet but like it would really dwindle or fade as as tegan put it i i feel as intrigued and excited as i've i don't it hasn't impacted it as much as i thought it would because that but that's your answer so that's
1: the answer that we we all were debating after mike riley got fired it's like And Scott Frost gets the hire, right? And we all said, if this doesn't work, if it doesn't work with Frost, it's over. That was the statement, and I think we all know how wrong we were, right? Where the thing about Nebraska football, the thing about it which we love, it it transcends coaches. It trans—it's like it's in your blood. It's in our way of life. It's closer to religion around here than it is not. So, like, it is. It's gonna be there no matter what. So I think that's the part that we all have, probably are understanding right now is like we don't want Nebraska football to go away. So if we all care, which I know we do, and the people listening to the show do, um, it's gonna be around. I mean, that's that's the way I see it. I was actually at um, the Big Red Breakfast, yeah, uh, up in Omaha with Dirk Chatland last yep. week, and that was one of the questions that kind of came up was around like.
0: The are, excitement, know, yeah. Stuff, like, yeah.
1: Are, are people still going to care? Like, what's is there a future where people don't love Nebraska football? And I said, I, I just don't think so. I think it's a way of life, and um, as long as the fans still care, like, we'll always have an upper hand compared to other programs, and we have something that they just don't. What's well, that?
0: I think the only thing that the only part of the people caring that is scary are is the is, are the kids growing up. That of what does what does growing up with having never seen a yeah. win like our, one of our best friends, Willie, his son Jackson, he's got Jack's gotta be about 10? Yeah. He's literally never seen Nebraska football really be good. No. That's the only I would say that's the concern.
1: It, it you know it, what I mean? This is where it might like so the the worst case scenario might take not 10 years, right? Not even 20. It's more like 40 to 60 years because I think the generation that's now young, they're still going to know like their parents cared, right? And their parents are only, you know, between 25 to 40, 40 to 60, whatever, right? Those people are going to be around a long time, still caring.
0: Yeah, that's true. So like guys like
1: us, we got another 20, 30, 40 years of like, we're still going to be good fans. But it's like once you get through that, if we've never won those kids and their kids, like that's the problem. But the people that are our age and and older, like we're in. It's over. We're done. You got us. You hooked us.
0: I just don't know. Obviously, there's literally nothing Nebraska football could do. They've that would it. turn me away. Like they, you, it's 20 years now. Your
1: wife's cheated on you a hundred yeah, times. I'm like, baby, come back. That's what <laughs> it I I'll always take you back.
0: Just come back to me. It's yeah. fine. It's no big deal. We're fine. We'll get over it. It'll be it'll be fine. We're married for life. That's how I yes. feel about Hustle.
1: We're, we're married. Yeah. Right. But like now, the, the kids that are, you know, they're that's another story. I do think they see their parents and the community. That's a big part of what they'll see and want to be a part of. But it's the it's, generation after them, it's yeah, like two right, generations. So right. It, it, this might sound crazy to think 40 years away, but like it's like 40. I see the problem in 40 years if we don't win. I don't see it in 10 years. In I love 10 it. years, Nebraska football is going to be fine.
0: I love it. I, because I, even, even on a, I'm, I'm like genuinely excited and to see who Trev's going to hire, what that's mm-hmm. going to look like, you know, and then there, there is an excitement about the honeymoon phase of a new coach. And then a new yeah. staff and a new player. You know, like I'm excited about all that stuff. But I mean, I don't know. I just t- uh, Tegan's message got me thinking about that of yeah. like reflecting on my own. Like, well, I, 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 and part of it was probably a, a defense mechanism of like wanting Frost to continue to be oh. the guy. Where I was like, if 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 you fire him, it'll everyone. Will, where, where will we go? We go? Right. Where will we go? Right. That's well- what it felt like.
1: We'll go. So, we'll go somewhere. That's the yeah. The answer is we'll figure. We'll it go out. somewhere else because yes. we're not done with Nebraska.
0: I acted I, in my mind. It was like when Forrest Gump started running and then just stopped in the highway <laughs> and said, "I'm pretty tired. I think I'll go home now." And everybody else is like, "What are we supposed to do now?" You know, like that's what it, that. Thought. I felt like I was running. <laughs> I was chasing Frost. Like we're just gonna go. I'm gonna go with him.
1: And if he got so fired,
0: good. I'd be in the middle of nowhere on a highway and be like, "What? What?" what Scott what? Frost
1: is gonna talk. Hold on. Scott Frost is gonna say talk. something. He's gonna say something. Oh.
0: Pretty Tired. they gotta go home now (laughs) incredible what a
1: scene what a
0: scene we had a lot to talk about today i know today i wish today was super organized i kind of just wrote down a bunch of stuff that i'm just gonna throw at you we don't have like Uh, one major thing we're gonna get into i do want to shelve the whole big red breakfast and some of the because like i got some questions uh with with that uh but do we want to do the song now yeah let's do it let's song it up song of the day gets us rolling gets us going we're doing it every week because it's fun it's a good time those getting a her roll in here let me turn this mug up ready okay. I, I mean i think so do you want to j- you just i mean i always have some I like casey casey like in this this next hit is from this sh- next
1: sh- hit sh- casey casey sh- it's sh- been on the charts sh- for three weeks <laughs> and nick ball loves this band And no so i i've been listening to this album on repeat so i just i've got some lyrics that we can we can find some meaning but really i just wanted it because it's kind of a smooth wednesday morning type of song right now so
0: okay you better get your headphones on dude i don't think i know this song you'll you'll know the guy soon Wow, I feel like I'm in a cloud.
1: Uh, Nick, Nick, let me tell you, my brother, it is Wednesday morning. <laughs>
0: this is a Wednesday morning song. Blue
1: skies for today. Don't need no more lonely nights.
0: Is this Daryl? Daryl. Daryl?
1: It's on the new album, yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, they made me see the light. Oh, Daryl. Down and out, but always dreaming. Wow. I'm gonna dream the love to grow. Oh, I think the sun was in my eyes. But this time, the time won't pass me by lucky i the, oh. the second try this time the time won't pass me by oh okay i think maybe there are i feel so lucky babe. okay what's this song called i'm just pass me by oh,
1: yeah. When love comes
0: calling you stop falling hey I believe I know the reason why. Though I came to love away. Wow, this Before this, I, this is, is a deep trick. Doing
1: that has made me see. Oh, I think the sun was in my eyes.
0: But this time, the time won't pass me by. lucky on the second
1: try try so this so i had i'm looking at the lyrics right now yeah i got a couple of songs i was like i could play any of these i've been listening to this album nick on repeat for the last week i don't know what happened uh is it marigold sky marigold sky is is the is the album and there's like Five songs that are just tremendous. But this one, I was like, okay, this is a good Wednesday morning song. It? That's a
0: smooth song. And I was like,
1: okay, could I find? So I started looking at the lyrics, and I was like, all right, yeah, you got Lucky on the second try, um, you know, Down and Out. Uh,
0: I don't know. I just felt like there was some some There's a little like, Nebraska football in there. There's a little
1: there? Nebraska football in there.
0: So it's just kind of like, I was like, this yeah, is thing. So. I see the sunlight in your eyes, but this time won't pass me by. Lucky this, on the second try. Yeah, this but, time the time won't pass me by. Yeah, okay. This see, this is good. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. but
1: yeah, this I don't know what it is about that album. Like sometimes you stumble on an album, where you're just like, every song is hitting right. Like right. it's been, it's been like a week where like I'm like I'm gonna listen to something else. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going back. I, 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 I'm, that's something you usually do. Oh, I play if the you shit. You are out an obsessive. I play a song over and over. If you find over a over. song, yeah. right. you will play it basically on repeat for a month. Yes. Right, And I'm usually like a guy like I get into a song (laughs) or an album and then I go, I'm going to save it so it's fresh. Man, I've been on this album just like crushing straight through every. Well, there's nothing
0: there's nothing more exciting. And and this gets harder and harder as you get older because you stop really. I don't want to say you stop. It gets harder to like new music. I'm just convinced new music is for younger people. It just is. I don't know. That could be a whole other podcast. But it's when you find a song or an album from the past that you never heard before it's so exciting there's nothing more exciting than finding a new song that that you love
1: it's amazing one it's amazing but two like i i this is a new album though this is their newest album see i don't i don't this is their 20 it says 2022 does it because this one because this says it was released in 1997 right there it does yeah Maybe, uh, maybe my Spotify's
0: wrong. Maybe it's, maybe it's got like re, you know, sometimes they re-release. It,
1: that's the part with them. It's hard to tell because they're Hall notes. Like they've had songs out from the seventies through the two thousands. So it's kind of like, I, I don't, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know if they've done that. I just know that my Spotify says
0: this is their new album. Yeah, so Rock and Roll Hall of Famers and legendary duo Daryl Hall and John Oates are reissuing Marigold Sky, their 15th studio album, and their okay. first to be released as independent artists back in 1997. The album will be re-released on March 25th, 2022.
1: It's a 1997, 1997 re-release.
0: 1997
1: re-release. Wow. I thought that was like a new song. I thought I was like, wow. Well, Paul when you when you, think, it when you <laughs> think of... <laughs>
0: When you think of but yeah, I mean, it's but 97 is pretty late for them. That's actually late for them, but yeah, it's
1: like you know, it's hard for me to tell like the transition of their music, like where they're at. I, I don't, I wouldn't September know. September well 17th, enough.
0: 1997, apparently, is when okay, this, good. Wow, good research, but well, yeah, I mean,
1: I, I just was going off Spotify. It's like, well, it's their new album. Yeah, like, well, if it says I, 2022, I go, it well, and song. it's technically
0: there, it got released again in 2022 yeah. but i'm not fully sure what that actually usually means usually they
1: have it by the date it originally yes, comes out on right. on your on your spotify right. and then they'll show like a re-release like a you know right. you know certain version but um
0: there is yeah, nothing there's nothing know. more exciting. that's a great song that was good that there's nothing better than finding a new and it's hard though especially for a uh especially for an 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 old group or an old singer that you love, like to find some new song that you've never heard before is almost oh. is seemingly impossible. Well, you know? I
1: start, so I, I was curious to, cause I've kind of known all the Hall and, o, Hall and Oates hits right through yep. the years. Um, But you played that one for our first yes. song. Right. And I go, I had never heard that song. Right. So I started to kind of like, I'm going to dive in there um to some of their older albums. Right. I started doing that. And that's right.
0: I, I found 15 this. studio albums. They have 15 albums. Yeah when you got 40 years it's that's like, true
1: it's like you every
0: couple of years you'd put one out oh, man i still shout out to me and you going to see them in omaha it's that was amazing one
1: our, that's part of the why it's fun to oh, on the shows because that is like one of our
0: great oh, nights just a, an incredible night just an incredible night you ready to dive into some hard-hitting let's stuff it. let's do it so i want to start with this because this this happened yesterday again we're taping this on a wednesday a Lancaster County judge ruled the University of Nebraska must disclose the metrics mutually agreed yep. upon between Frost and Trev. Everybody knew about the mystery metrics. What's what is that? What is that? For Frost to basically get his old contract back. He would receive a one-year extension and get a million dollars back to get to five million dollars. Yeah. So it was always like, okay, hey, what are those metrics? Remember, it had till October first was the date and all that stuff. And once the, once the judge ruled, Trev went on the radio last night and just kind of like offered it up. Yeah. And the metrics were simply win six games, make a bowl game. That was it. Trev went on to say that he preferred, uh, paraphrasing, here, he preferred that it would have, that this would have remained a verbal agreement, but apparently Frost wanted something in writing. Okay. Um, it is important to note that these metrics did not guarantee that he would be retained, but I think we all kind of, I don't know your reaction. Do you have any uh, to me when I read this? I was like, this was exactly what I always thought it was. You and I were always in lockstep as we usually are. That, like, I always thought the number was six. The number was six. Get to a bowl game. Can doesn't guarantee he's coming back. But I never I I guess I never bought into the whole idea that someone like Sip was pushing. And the fact that Sip, Sip was pushing eight. Now, the thing about Sip is Sip is not a Sip's. I would say I would classify Sip as like a coach defender. For sure. You know what I mean? Like if, you know, there's certain guys that are ready to pull out the bazooka and and just mm-hmm. eviscerate people. Sip's cl- reluctant to do that. So the fact that he was, he kept pulling out that number eight, he wasn't just pulling it out because that's his nature. So he was getting that from somewhere. I just disagreed with it. This somewhat validates that. What was, what's your reaction to it?
1: Oh, I think that. I mean, I, I, six wins just seemed like the number because we'd never gotten to six. Yes. So a guy like Trev who I think he didn't want to paint. He doesn't seem like a guy that wants to paint himself into a corner like himself into like a, yes. if you don't like he wants to keep his options open. So his option being open is I don't have to retain you, but if I like what you're doing and you get to six, this shows like a positive, you know, it's like a positive reward essentially to get to six. So, I mean, I don't know. I think, um, you know, it checks the boxes, bowl game, six wins. Like I think that's fans would have been their bare minimum. Like you got to do that to keep us happy. And it gave Trev the options he needed, but we never even got there.
0: Is it, is it? I don't want to be, it's easy to say this now. And I don't want to be a hypocrite because I was the one that I, I was pushing you just get to six, if if Frost gets to 6 wins he's he's good he's coming back but now that we know what has unfolded and Frost has been let go is it is it almost is it illuminating to think about that and say it out loud that like year five all you had to do is get to 6 wins and he's coming back like was it in some ways i'm just asking the question is like is it embarrassing that it was that low or do we have to always remember the time and place of what the current state of affairs well, was just correct me the the contract stated
1: you get your your money back if we choose
0: we reinstate so we reinstate your, your money if you so, hit these metrics so, so the way it, yes
1: i don't think it's but see that's where trev didn't paint himself into you will get retained It never yes you that's why it's important get, to understand that's the most important part is like this is a contract negotiation with frost be like you take a pay cut and we're going to give you your money back if you do the bare minimum and we decide to keep you. Right. So that's a, a win for the Uni- University of Nebraska. But you know what? They didn't even care. Like right. They didn't even give him through the the date. So he got more of that buyout, essentially. I
0: know. That, that's why you know I, still, I, mean? like, I still. I don't know because it's, it's hard now because I'm not sure if in some alternate universe, if frost doesn't get fired after the georgia southern game is nebraska did nebraska beat indiana and beat rutgers like it's it's hard to know it's too
1: hard to know people say we wouldn't have um i just i mean how do you know how do you know right like, you don't. don't that's a that's a game we can't play all we know is that like mickey had the job mickey is two and two yeah
0: and so uh, it's uh you know, you see it, you you read this stuff and it's not too terribly surprising, but I think it's also, it's hard to have perspective when you're in the midst of it. And it's also maybe a little irrational to set the bar so high where that's why it is, you know, sipping like got to get to eight wins. It's like, this is a program that had, you know, four straight losing seasons and it just won three games. Are like, Are you setting yeah. some unattainable number?
1: Because if you're you know, setting
0: an unattainable number, you might as well just fire him.
1: No, and I but see to me like eight was attainable with this with this schedule, and now actually the way the Big Ten West has played oh. out, like we should be kicking ourselves so oh, badly uh, about that Northwestern loss and, and Georgia Southern, Georgia, yeah, and Georgia Southern. So I mean that right there, we would be at let's see two, three, four. We'd be at
0: four, four and four and two, four I and
1: mean, we, if we would have beat if we Northwest, Northwestern, would be one, two, three. You're only lost five, five and wins. Two, yeah, be be five, five and two. two. Call it five and two right now,
0: and so then you say to yourself, like getting the six seems like it would have. Everything's been kind of a disaster, I know. And, and 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 that's it's still. But, that, potentially but that's attainable. why there was a change.
1: There's a change because those are games. You just you have to win those games. You can't right. do what we did. Not in year five. You cannot do that in year five. Right.
0: Because um, that's it. Does show you his. He just wanted to see improvement. He wanted to see his Trev's line is I, I got to see incremental progress. Yeah. He wanted to see six wins in a bowl game. It shows you how dire things were that that was Trev's. That's what Trev wanted yeah. to see, and Trev still three games in was like this. We're done.
1: Yeah, but see that's the that's the part of it that like it, it, because they didn't have anything else tied to it. It's like trev didn't even need to worry about it it was like that's that was right it was three games in the season he knew his answer you know yes so yeah
0: it's i don't know it's 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 interesting to get it but at the same time you get it and it's a little anticlimactic because you're like it's kind of whatever i thought it was yeah yeah right i guess that was my reaction to it and it
1: didn't even factor into things after three games you know
0: right (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I know it's weird. It was everybody wondered throughout the offseason, what are the metrics, what are the metrics, what are the metrics? And now that you get it, it just feels anticlimactic because of Frost is already gone. And the fact that it was what everybody kind of thought it was. All right, Nick Bob Podcast is powered by H&H Automotive. Want to tell you about the Onyx dealership in Omaha, located at 150th and Dodge. Onyx won the Best of Omaha Number 1 Luxury Car Dealer Award. But that you win the best of them. How you doing your thing? Offering the industry leading brands like BMW, Jaguar, and Land Rover. I was looking at the Onyx website. In fact, I pulled it up right here. Not going to lie, Bo Rude. I think a white Range Rover is kind of my dream car. Is it? Isn't that like it? To me, it's just a beautiful car like it's a beautiful looking car and i've never been inside of one and i'm looking at it right now the interior looks incredible inside but speaking of other so i said land rover they got jaguar didn't your mom i loved your mom's bmw that thing that thing seemed like a
1: smooth car they're super smooth i also have a friend that has one a current one and they're roomy too like they're extremely roomy and as a guy who like I rode the back seat like the the knee room I was blown away by You
0: right your mom's car was big for they for are, not a big for not a big SUV type of thing like it was a it was big a sedan it was, it's a yeah. big sedan but yes. now they have
1: sedans and the SUV beamers but Yes beams. dude hey
0: BMW's fantastic you boy one day one day I'll be in a, in a white range rover Okay? Just one day it's going to happen So that's me. dream car. Okay, That's the dream car for me. How about this? You want another reason to go there? Onyx offers a bottle of wine with any vehicle purchase. I swear to God, that's true.
1: So you're telling us we do a wine pod and they offer bottles I'm of wine? I'm just telling I you. Think we need to go there, next. just we telling you to.
0: that's what happens, okay? You can experience it for yourself at 150th and Dodge <laughs> or online at onyxautomotive.com. That's onyxautomotive.com. Drive Onyx the new standard. Can I, I, I have a bunch of, I have a bunch of Mickey Joseph thoughts. Can I just pepper you at like, I, I kind of just like, let me hear wrote it. some of these stuff, thro- wrote some of this stuff out. And I want you to kind of react to it because, because one of the things we got into was the reaction to this Purdue loss and kind of the psychology of the fan base and the psychology of people assessing Mickey and how many people clearly want Mickey to be the guy. Yeah. And I, 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 I just simply started like, okay, I wonder what that is beyond just like, oh, Mickey, Everybody wants to root for Mickey; he's a likable guy. I think it's, I think it's twofold. I'm trying a bunch of different things, but I think the first thing is I don't think there is a no brainer home run candidate out there. Yeah. I think we have to start with that. There wasn't like a Scott Frost sitting out there in 2017 where you're like, you know, you you are you're rooting for Riley to lose. Yeah. Cause you want not only you didn't believe in Riley, the, but you wanted Frost. The
1: hometown kid is going 13 and 0 right in front of our eyes, and we might have a chance for him. I mean, it was it wasn't just obvious. It was like that's it. You know, yes. it was like you know it.
0: So I think there Mickey, it's kind of like, you know, the... The psychology of there's door number one is a guy, you know, Mickey Joseph, a former player. You've, he, you've seen him wear the hat a little bit. Yeah. You, he's won a couple of games. There, there's, there's a little bit that you know with that. And then b- behind door number two right now is a lot of intriguing candidates for people that everybody's like they're dragging their feet on some of these guys a little bit. Yeah. So I think maybe somewhere there's that. And then I think on like a simple level, there's fans want to root for they want to root for their team. They want to root for Nebraska to win. They want to root for Nebraska to be good. And for all those things to happen, Mickey would have to be the head coach moving forward. So on some weird level, you almost mentally paint yourself in a corner where you you almost in you have to root for Mickey to be the guy because you root for Nebraska to win. And for the first thing to happen, the second thing would have to happen. Does that make sense? I know I'm getting real deep on a Wednesday morning here, but
1: yeah. I so I guess for me, I think to, on one of your points about like about this unknown almost, right? So to me, I, I think it's almost where Mickey is a, in a lot of ways known. Like we haven't got to see what Mickey can do, right, with a full off season and recruiting. We're getting to see Mickey, what I've been calling like the trial by fire, like he's getting thrown in. Man, go take a swing, right? That that's where he's at. And but he's a known quantity to us. He's one of our guys. He's Mickey is our guy. He's a husker. Um everything he's done so far has been I think he's done well. Like he's done the right things, the right attitude. The kids love him. Uh the coaches yes. think he's great. I mean, so those are good. But like Nebraska fans also come from a place where they've had unknowns. Bill Callahan, Mike Riley, these unknown coaches that get selected, where it kind of threw us off kilter, you know. Where um, we've had the the Riley and the the Callahan versus the Frost and Pelini, the knowns. We have yes. had knowns. We love those hires. The other two hires, oof, oof. Who's this guy? Who's Mike Riley? Most people were asking. That. I remember right. walking around hospitals. I'm walking around hospitals where I, you know, for, for my job, and I'm going, and people are always talking Husker football. And when the Riley news broke, I mean, it, it went to 10 different hospitals and 10 different people would come up like, who is Mike Riley? No, <laughs> yeah, right. They are just, they're almost distraught. They don't know who he is. Right. And they're upset that they think we got to, you know, like that was the mindset. Callahan was a little bit more like, what do we make of this guy? Pro guy coming in. It was like, it was exciting, but scary. So I think that what you're saying is we don't have an obvious candidate. The obvious was like a frost,
0: a yes. frost. Pellini. Or Polini because he was—he had been the interim in the and defense he was, court, and he was—he just
1: won a national. Yes, title. I mean, it was
0: right. That was pretty
1: obvious too. But right. Mickey is at least known, but he's never been like a, a weird? head coach though. So it's, he's a known guy. He's not unknown, but he's not a—he hasn't been a head coach. It, so this is his chance to be, be uh, being a head.
0: Coach. But isn't it odd? In, on one way, Mickey's a known commodity, but on on one hand, he's his ability. He has no track record as a head coach, though. Yes, so it's a weird. That's a weird feeling where it's like, well, I I, people know him, but they don't know what he can do as a coach. It's just a, it's, it is a. There's, there's a lot psychologically in there for people. I think
1: it is. That's the part that I think I don't know. I'm, I'm like you said, we don't have a slam dunk hire. I'm kind of that's where I'm stuck at. Like I look at there's like four or five of these guys that all are seemingly like they're on kind of the same level right i mean i think there's urban who's obviously urban who's, i, 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 that I think that's stunned, done yes. right right but everybody else is like they're at a certain tier like they've been good college coaches at a medium to upper level school i mean kansas yeah. i guess is not right medium. But, kansas, but i mean
0: kansas iowa state baylor kansas state yeah whatever, baylor like,
1: and baylor i just i wouldn't put as an elite program no. even though they've won the big the big 12 i just they're not a a yeah. powerhouse necessarily right um so you got matt rule aranda you got leopold leopold and matt, matt campbell, campbell. seem to be the big names I, I haven't really heard much outside of those four names
0: i haven't really either i mean it seems like those are the dudes you hear most about yeah uh and and,
1: and they're all like i'd be like i don't know they'd be upset with
0: any of them. i wouldn't i would Isn't that weird like i I would not be upset with any of those four names you just threw out there. At the same time, I don't know if I am like elated. No, I mean, because I'd be excited. It's, I'm just kind of, it just, I guess it
1: just, we don't know how to feel. And I think that's probably how most people are. Right. It's like when you don't have an obvious slam dunk known guy. Right.
0: It, gets, it just it feels scary. It's like, gosh, who is it going to be? Because right now, like one by one, like, if this was shark tank and you know, next into the tank, Matt Campbell is going to sell you on. And he came in and sold. I would be like, I want a hundred percent. I'll pay a hundred thousand dollars. I don't even want any percent of the company. I want a, a, you, you keep it. Over. Mr.
1: Wonderful here, Matt Campbell. <laughs> what would make me not squash you like the mid-level
0: coach that you are? You know, like, yes, yes. But that, but that's how it, I guess my point is like anybody could get on that carpet in front of me and pitch. Matt Rule, Dave Aranda, Lance Leipold, or Matt Campbell. And I bet by the end of the pitch, I'd be like, hell yeah,
1: this is great. The same way Mr. Wonderful wants to see, but I want to see sales. I'd be like, give me me, me wins.
0: Show me wins. What do you got wins? Tell me you got wins, Lance. Here's how I'll do the deal: (laughs) classic (laughs) royalty. You give me $1 per win in perpetuity, (laughs) I give you the 100 grand. All I want is 2% equity. That's all I get. That's it. That's all we want. That's all Six we wins
1: want. a year to eight wins plus bowl games
0: every year. That's it. That's all we want. If you can guarantee me that, you got the deal. You got the deal. But I'm just – I would be easily sold on all those candidates. Does but that, I think I would – like yeah. Matt Campbell could come in. I'd be like, that guy, that's the guy. And then Lance Leipold could come in. I'd be like, that's the guy. And then Dave Aranda would come in. I'd be like, that's the guy. And we, it,
1: I think we like them all, and we don't love anybody right. yet.
0: Right, because I don't uh-huh. want to sit here and be like, I don't know if I've won any of these guys. Because then, when one gets hired, people are like, I thought you said you didn't want them. No, I like. Part of me, wants them all, and I want to just like, I want to, I want to, you know what? The, yeah. the it's the appetizer sampler. It's like you can't choose one. Be like. I want the coach sampler.
1: Give me David Aranda's defense, uh, take, plus uh, Matt Campbell's attitude. Plus, I want Lance uh, Leipold's
0: ability to build quickly, yeah. And then I want, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I want a little bit of all that. I want the coach sampler platter. Is yeah. pretty much what I want.
1: And they all got like a, a little bit of a sample size, but it's all like we have five to seven good years worth of samples, right? And right. It's like that's not bad, but like, even
0: on Shark Tank, it'd be like, "What are your last twelve months in sales?" So it's like, <laughs> "What are your last twelve months record?" It's like we're three and three. It's like, ooh. Ooh, why the dip ooh, why the, the dip?
1: dip come from i always side note i always feel bad i don't think anybody wants to work with robert it's so, why does nobody want to work with him i don't know i just think he's just of all the sharks you know everybody else has i think like a bigger like name and network and i think he just his just never took off as much they're like yeah yeah oh uh, thanks for the offer robert and they're like
0: they look away and he's like i just offered you you know, no,
1: exactly he'll offer, what
0: exactly, I want what you 10%. And he'll offer he'll say, That's what I offer you. And they'll be like, thanks, Robert. Uh anybody else? Anybody we else have, got one? Have, and they never no one chooses Robert. I know. They just get stuck with Robert, which is too bad because I feel like he's my kind of guy. He's very he's excited. Cuba, when Cuban makes an offer, it's over. Everybody knows like it's over. They're taking Everybody Cuba. wants Cuban. They want and he Cuban, knows it too. And when, he he makes when he's an sitting offer, there yeah. being quiet, he's like, I'm just listening. Yeah. You know he's going to come in at the end swoop up the sometimes deal. he just he he goes after people like, oh he'll he puts people down. I'm oh like, he'll crush people
1: ready. uh so i'd <laughs> wake up sweating at night if like i if i if i knew cuban was like not like if oh man he'd give it to
0: you if you had to pitch him and you oh didn't. if you if, you if he, he doesn't stuff, believe it yeah. it's like oh, pff, that'd be, it'd be a nightmare it'd be horrible um some more mickey thoughts you ready yeah i'm going to kind of walk you through some of this stuff what is a more more likely scenario? This is hard. I don't even. I wrote the question yesterday, and I don't even know the answer. More likely scenario: Mickey is the head coach next year, or Mickey isn't even on staff next year. More likely. What's the more likely scenario? I don't know. I'm asking. I really. I know it's. I've had 24 hours to think there's about no, this.
1: There's no third Mickey nope. is on the staff as nope. the assistant head coach.
0: Well, no, yeah. So. Well, No, I'm going to go. Oh, God. So it's head coach or broke. It's head coach or Mickey's out of here. What are the And I'm going to
1: walk you through kind of where I'm going with this. Walk me before I give an answer. Okay.
0: Walk me. Because I do wonder how Trev Alberts is handling the Mickey Joseph conversation with coaching candidates. Like, does Trev bring up Mickey? in that like, hey, uh, Dave Aranda, how are you? Or Dave's maybe not the right, ra- you know, hey, Lance Leipold um, or Matt Campbell. Totally your call. Not sure if you were familiar with Mickey Joseph, but I would strongly urge you to keep him on staff I think he'd be a great asset for you. It's not who you want on staff. That's your call. You're the head coach. I'm here to support you. Uh, but I think having Mickey around would be a really, really good thing. Like, I wonder how those, I wonder if he's bringing that up to people. I wonder if these coaching candidates are curious about what that situation is because I would think most head coaches view Mickey Joseph as an overwhelmingly positive thing and asset to your staff. But I also wonder if there are some head coaches that think, man, there could be a lot of people, players and fans who wanted Mickey to be in the place that I am as a head coach. And I wonder if there are some head coaches that already have their main recruiter. They already got their guy. Like I bet Lance Leipold has a guy, Bet Matt Campbell has a guy where, and that, and like there needs to be trust. There needs to be a shared vision of talent evaluation. Like I could also see some head coaches wanting a complete blank slate and wanting to have their recruiting guy come in.
1: Yeah, that so that is the argument against Mickey. Is like I just want all my own guys. Yes, I I, I think if I want to that, come in and do this my way. If, if, if it is the mindset. I think that Trump being scared of Mickey. I, I think most coaches. My prediction is most coaches would not see Mickey as this guy's just a too big of a threat. I think they'd see. That's an asset. Oh yeah,
0: I agree. I'm just asking the question. Like, like, if let me you got say, a recruiting,
1: like- I want two because yes. the one thing is like this is a game of recruiting. I mean, it was probably Nick's number one selling point. Right? Why Joseph is like the recruiting. dude gets dude. face Trey Palmer now is like the you know yes. like the people that he brings are good. Like he is he brings talent. He can recruit guys and he he. Has, That's his number one like asset. So I think Trev is from all things we've seen of Trev, he's pretty straightforward. Yes, I think he would recommend that. I think he will be the type to say, "Hey, you do what you want." No, I think he would. I would recommend you try to keep Mickey. You know, he's weeks. agreement right now in place the agreement right. is
0: that he would be he got a three-year deal, associate head coach or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah like, S-
1: so I, he would explain that and, you know, sell the benefits of Mickey and, uh, and, you know, in his short time, I'll be the most impactful recruiter we've seen in a while. Yes. Since John Blake, the great John yep. Blake, um, who came in, you know, came in here and got Sue Marlin lucky, Barry Turner, like he he came and brought
0: talent I and mean, yes. that
1: dude, he was a great recruiter. Um, So I, I think Mickey for most coaches, will see, see him, he'll fall into the asset category.
0: Totally agree. So, no, I completely agree with that. I'm just, I know that there are some that may look at it and go, I want to, if I'm going to go do this. I want to. I want to bring in all of my Bill, people. Bill Callahan was that. Well, even Frost was that. Frost was Frost that. Frost brought his entire staff. Yeah. Some people just want. They have their people they trust. They have their people they know. They have their people that know them, and they say, "I just want to." Like, would Matt Campbell want to take his operation in Ames and just put it in Lincoln? Would Maybe. Lance Leipold want to? I don't know. I'm and so I'm just. I'm uh, I'm throwing out these. Bo, Bo Pelini was
1: sitting there. He was right. sitting there willing to be the defensive coordinator, had wild success. You know, every program in the big the big twelve wanted to hire the guy, right? Um, and Bill Callahan wanted his guys. He didn't want to deal with anybody hangover. I mean, right. he kept Turner Gill, actually. I'll say that. Yeah, he did keep Turner Gill. Um,
0: but like he 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 didn't Bo Polini. The good thing is that is that Mickey and I mean this in a kind way Mickey's not a frost guy in that like Mickey just got here yeah so like Mickey's been with Frost for forever or anything like that like so there's there's maybe some of that but I I think most I would I would think most coaches the number one thing they're looking for in assistant coaches outside of coordinators is recruiting Like, just go get – I don't care that you are – again, outside of the coordinators, not to denigrate or downgrade or downplay how good of a position position coach is, but I think what they want is, like, can you bring me players? If you bring us players, me, the coordinators, we'll we'll be good. So I think in that regard, they would look at Mickey and be like, yes, you know, what's better than one recruiter? Two, yeah, you know, but – I just wonder. I wonder what what those conversations are like between Trev, potential candidates. How these candidates view a guy like Mickey? I, again, I think overwhelming majority of coaches probably view him as a positive thing. It's just I'm, I'm thinking out loud here. Yeah,
1: that's. They, I mean, that's it's fair. It's a fair thought because it's a rare instance where it's so. I mean, Nick, you usually don't fire coaches no, this early. No. So Mickey Joseph's getting like three fourths of the season to To test his head coaching skills and putting out his own resume, like right. I mean, who knows? I mean,
0: because I've even thought about one thing that that maybe hasn't gotten. What if he does well and somebody wants to hire him as honestly, a head coach? No, I, honestly, like <laughs> what if what if he does well enough? Like if I'm a if I'm some, I don't know. I am Tulane, or you know, some school in that part of the you Louisiana know, like, State Louisiana, or.
1: Like, what, you, yeah, you you name it, like Louisiana
0: uh, Tech, uh, you yeah, know, whatever, like, like, like just something in, in that southeastern part of the country. Like, I'm watching this and I'm going, maybe we should go hire Mickey Joseph. So I've also thought, like, that's one part of all this that has not gotten talked about is like, what if Mickey doesn't get the Nebraska job, but then he is offered a head coaching job at Tulane or or somewhere else or he could be the associate head coach at nebraska well, i think honestly money's gonna talk
1: money's gonna talk so it's hard if you know somebody says we're gonna give you four million dollars and make it like i'm see you later
0: guy. right but, but if, if it's like get you're more making
1: money. A one and a half or you're making a million here or something like if he he's gonna get paid to stay here
0: probably. yes he's gonna get seven um, figures to stay here is what, my guess
1: i have no idea what his what he was making in his head is a three-year contract that's a good but, question um and he gets a bump to be the head coach. Yeah, he got a bump.
0: Uh, so Mickey Joseph's this $600,000. Uh, inc- he Joseph will see a modest salary increase to his original $600,000. But That's a non-coordinator position. So that is a
1: $600,000 so, non-coordinator.
0: Right. So that's a really good pay for a non-coordinator. And he's getting now. So he's getting about $650,000. He's you are going to pay him six hundred fifty. Basically, six hundred is what it looks like. Yeah, so so I mean, he's going to get he's he, it's going to be close to a million here if he stays, even probably. as uh, yeah. But I just that that's one outcome of all this. People have not talked about is like, what if some other program? I'm not talking about like another Big Ten school. I'm not. I'm talking about like a a conference USA and America an AAC. Those are the uh, ones
1: that he he would have a. I think he 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 even needs to keep doing well through the rest yes. of the year, like. He needs to be basically like to be, to be a candidate there. You got to be borderline the guy Trev goes, Ooh. Right. Make it tough. I, he's got to, to it, yeah, more he's gotta win more before. Otherwise, Agreed. I don't think he becomes an obvious candidate for anybody uh, yet. Just because, you know, this was his first go round. Right. Um, but like I said, I think oh, we're going to learn a lot in the next.
0: Next or three games, three three next games. three games probably the is three gonna-
1: games are the resume. I think it will seal the um, probably the the path Treb's going to take. If we do well, really well, Mickey's right in the resume. If we just do average or below average, I think it's going to be harder for Treb right. to because I think he's, he's he can keep Mickey potentially too. That's, well, that's if why- you can keep them both. That's where he has to weigh out what's the best thing for the pro. Maybe it's Mickey. It might be Mickey. Maybe
0: it's an assistant. This is why. So the next thing I wrote down, this is why right now, my number one candidate is Dave Aranda is because of it's two reasons. Number one, Dave Aranda checks so many boxes of what I want in a coach. He's a defensive guy. He's got Mm -hmm. big 10 ties. He's got now experience as a head coach. And then number two, I think the fact that Dave Aranda worked with, coached with Mickey Joseph at LSU. He knows him. He likely trusts Mickey. There's a relationship there. I think the best best chance of a scenario. Now, I think most scenarios would probably end with Mickey staying on as an assistant. But the one that I think almost guarantees that Mickey stays is if it's Dave Aranda. Mm -hmm. Because there's there's a relationship there you know but if it's someone like Matt Campbell I don't know I, I don't I'm but if it's Dave Aranda I think you get the best of both worlds for me right now that would be and and listen Mickey might kick ass for the final 2 months and I'm going to be sitting here and saying Mickey's the guy let's go but for me right now on October 19th Dave Aranda head coach Mickey Joseph associate head coach that's my number one thing find, 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 an, o coordinator. find an OC who Dave Aranda will Find his DC. Find his DC, and um, then you're you're off and running. So that would be that's my thought.
1: That's that's not a bad thought at all. Um, I'm just look, I'm just pulling this up just to see. Baylor extends Dave Aranda's contract to 2029. This was it's a
0: private school, if I'm not mistaken. So it's hard to know exactly what oh, like private not, schools don't have to. You know, it's like the Greg McDermott, says, Dana Altman. Like you don't know.
1: Gotcha. So it's it says six million a year was what they reported uh, they reported his salary was. So 2029 what's the buyout? That means it's, so, it's going to be a big buyout at 6 million a year. Going to be hard. Um going to be hard, but Nebraska's got I would say reasonably deep pocketbooks if we really liked somebody, right? So um that's a that's going to be an interesting part of it too because you know, if that buyout's too big and if you know, if you got to pay somebody nine million and you got a and an eight million dollars a year or something like that i mean yeah, a big old buyout on top of that that's that's a whole nother so i don't always know the exact language i don't either sometimes in those buyouts it's like it, it, they kind of have some yes. weird clauses that make it easier so um i'd be curious what his is um same what's matt campbell at do we know what he's making i did i wrote it down at some point he was i want to say he was around three or four maybe yeah, I mean, Leopold and Campbell are going to be way more. Um, yeah, he's 4, million $4 with bonuses. I think I think Leopold's similar to that. Leopold's like 2 to 3. That might even be like 2. 3.5. Oh, he's at 3 now? No, 3.5 in, in the final year of his deal. 2.2 um, in 2 21. Yeah, it's going to escalate. But, man, 2.2 in 2 21, so 2.4 I mean, in 22. To 2. me, the number for
0: this next head next coach is, is around 8 eight to nine I think you want to be with the big boys i think you want
1: to be uh, you want to get a coach that's worth eight million bucks eight to nine
0: million dollars is going to make everybody go yeah i'm gonna think about this now but those are just i just had a few mickey joseph thoughts i wanted to i wanted to fire off to you real quick really good i don't know what to think of that okay i got another thing that's gonna it's it might even be i don't know where we're at you have your black shirt in here somewhere and i want to talk about that but before we do that Quick time, I tell you about Go Currency. Yes. Does your business need easy competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get. Loans for up to $500,000 with little or no money down in terms for up to 72 months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. Just fill in an application in the Currency Finance team. We get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, secure, and free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, DBA, currency pursuant to CFL. License 60DBO. Dash five four eight seven three. I don't know. We, we got to do a legal disclaimer, Bo. We got to make sure we're always doing that. I love. I like when we read them. Really like the. I know. You can't even. You can't even hear some of the stuff that
1: people. Some of those uh, commercials with you know they're like try this pill and you'll know, go from it's, sad to happy. Uh, it's like, no, you won't. You're gonna die. You're gonna <laughs> tab- 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 t- t- and you might end up. Uh, crap in your pants. And
0: I mean, I, honestly, it's you <laughs> Most know, people I a lot of like the side effects for certain pills are worse than what you're taking the pill for.
1: Yeah. It's like, and after you do this, you get the bloody nose and possible <laughs> chance of seizing up, and skull could
0: explode. You could yeah. die <laughs> and the second you swallow the pill. <laughs> Huge. Bloody eyes, please do. <laughs> bloody eyes, please do. Uh, okay. Seeing ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> you may see ghosts go crazy, end up in a mental institution and uh, go to jail for the rest of your life. Get the pill. <laughs> Got a 1-800-GET-THE-PILL. Oh, yeah. The black shirts. Tom Chattel wrote about this. Oh, yeah. he he The basically was like, the black shirts should be put on the shelf for a year, maybe three. There's even been, I was listening to Sam McEwen and Dirk and Tom talk about it on, on their podcast of like, this next head coach should be offered the ability or the freedom to do whatever he wants to do with certain traditions. Like if you want to do away with the tunnel walk, they should be able to do whatever they want. If you want to do away with whatever, you should be able to do whatever you want. Oh, this is so I just, I'm mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. Well, okay. This is talking to a former black shirt and there, there is not a family on earth more there cannot be a family that has four black shirts. John, Tom, Bo, Barrett. There cannot be a family on Earth that has four black shirts.
1: I gotta ask Michael John. I don't know if Michael John for sure had one. Did he did he not have one? I don't know if he I had one. I assumed he had
0: one. Maybe he didn't. Figured I'm go- figuring it when he when he KO'd the guy. Oh, the- he's an I mean. A black shirt was waiting for him.
1: Like, Because I, I don't know if he was ever the starter on defense. He was a backup for sure. Um, John Roode has the biggest hit in college football history. He is a black he's, shirt. Even if he's he not, he's is an honorary black, 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 black shirt. shirt. Even if he didn't get it, Like, he is known as a black shirt because the dude is Husker legend for that right. reason. Right? But so, I bring
0: this up so I know that this is a sensitive view of your family. Where do you come out on it? Because it's it is, it is a weird state of affairs with the black shirts. Because I will say, if someone said, "What's your favorite Nebraska football tradition?" I would say it's the black shirts. The black shirts is my favorite tradition.
1: Yeah. So to me, this, like the their talking point was we should let the coaches do whatever they want to do. Um, I completely disagree with it. The Tongue walk, the black shirts. Those are things untouchable. They're bigger than a single coach. You know what I mean? Like th- when I talk, when I talk about traditions to us, like that's the things that we care about. They're bigger than a single coach. They're bigger than a single player. Uh, all the guys that have come before all the, the work and the blood, sweat and tears, all that stuff, right. That the guys before you do, that's what, the black shirt stand for. Right. So it's not about a coach coming in and saying, well, I don't really know about this or care about this. It it's bigger than that. Like that's the part of it. That's part of the institution, part of the tradition that you just go, no, that that's, that's always going to be there. That's above somebody's personal preference. Like, cause too many people and laid it down for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh yeah. That's the part that I would totally disagree with. Like, in some rough years, like maybe we have entered high again, where it's hard, right? And that's what I think. You don't just give them to give them, like they're earned. And when the performance isn't there, yeah, maybe you don't get to have them, right? So that's fine. I'm fine with that. right They've Got to earn them. I just but when they're earned, like, like they need to be there to be earned, right? You can't right. say oh, well, like they need to be. It's, it's a it's a it's in its own thing. It's a special thing. No other program or own like defensive thing. Their own right. It's our own thing. You right. know. It's like but its own
0: brand. It's its
1: own universe within I think, itself.
0: Let me. I'm, I. Th- I think I'm. I'm with you in that. Like I think this is untouchable. Like you got to keep the black shirts tradition alive. But if I had to, like, argue against it, it's like, look at us. We're already, like, as a head coach, you have a million things to figure out. And this would be one thing. Like, how are we? Like, the black shirts, unfortunately, has just become a thing. Like, I mean, it was the whole chicken Nick bit we did where we created the the black shirts robot, a robot, a bomb diffusing robot would come in, ask Bo Polini, when are you handing out the black shirts? And then Bo Polini would sh- take a machine gun and shoot it. <laughs> shoot it robot. You know? Because Bo used to get so. What did you ask me? <laughs> Bo Polini, when were you handing out the black shirts? But, but that's, it's become a running joke in a bad way of like, when are the black shirts handing out? When, who has a black shirt? Who, like. Pro- but see, that's probably my biggest
1: one of my biggest gripes with Pelini is I don't think he really I don't he think he really embraced, embraced it.
0: I don't think he loved the black shirts and I thing. love Pelini right but
1: he never embraced it he handed out 20 of them sometimes and you just be like I, I the, the purists out here it's like he was doing that we're like yeah you know, like you know right all And he's bars, a all, everybody's yeah. got a mic you yeah, know like yeah one mic you yeah know, like you do. one mic yeah like starters get the black shirts okay sometimes we have packages now okay so if we have 13 like one extra d lineman one extra corner, right like that like sometimes we don't know who the
0: starters johnson would have gotten the black shirts Vinny for the johnson comes yeah, yeah, off the
1: yeah. off the bench and bizarre fact about Vinny johnson i just found out he's one of the richest richest that athletes yeah in the world and i when was did that like, happened well, the microwave must have said, I got a little money, I'm gonna microwave it to a, a <laughs> lot of money. That is amazing. But I couldn't believe it. Vinny Johnson. Yes, I saw that
0: too. I don't know where I saw that. Unreal. That, too. that like, is crazy. Uh, Google great, Vinny Johnson. Great
1: job, Vinny Johnson. Yeah, shout saving out to Vinny. that six-man money For and putting geez. it to work. Yes. Good work, Vinny. Yes. Um, but yeah, like I'd rather see like, like like on this defense, you wanna say it's the starters, but I think it's standards, like it's the guys that meet the standard, which means there might only be a couple. I mean, the ultimate warrior, he's getting a black shirt. He has met the standard this year. But like, you know, like there's a lot of guys out. This is would really struggling to find like three to five real black. But shirts
0: here's here's shoot. the hard part, though, about that is. And again, I'm just I'm just arguing to I apparently I'm just that's I'm, OK. This is yeah, good. like, here's the problem with that is nobody's up to the standard they've given up 600 yards twice who the fuck is up to the standard well and should they, like football should be the almost ultimate like 11 is one nobody's different we win together we lose together no like i'm with you like garrett nelson himself i think has played well but it's yes. like he's out there and he's getting torched well here, here's what i'd is say getting torched like here's what i'd say is
1: like it's typically it's the starters get them right yes. That's how um, it
0: was. That's how it was. We, we've been historically
1: bad in some of That's these the years. That's the hard part right? about this. Historically bad. Then you take them all away. Fine. What I don't think is good is it like one week you get them, you played bad, you take them away. I don't get, like that. I don't like no, that no, at all. I'm more like you either. You show us what the black shirts are, and then you kind of are that. When you lose, you have good games. You have bad games, but you've kind of proven. That we hold a standard, like right. you have to get back to that. So that's the part that I we totally go, agree. We can, you know, the, I just don't love the, the like, the incentive to play good this week is you get them back. I don't right.
0: really think, or that way. or if you lose the game, you law lo- you. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like I'm not a huge fan of the week to week. I don't care how many thing.
1: it does because you gave up 600 yards. You don't get it again, like. That's not really the way it works in my mind. In my mind, it's like it's every a process. Practice, thing. It's, it's a, an attitude. Yeah. It's it's years of work that earn the black shirt. I mean, it usually takes years. You right. know, like I, I was lucky enough to get it early, and that was three years. It took three years, and I was finally a starter, and I got my first. And I was like, you couldn't believe it. But it, it was years right. of work, years of doing I, everything right for years every day right that's how you get a black shirt not like you got you came in your starter like so that's how, the that's the that's the bad way to earn a black shirt I know the good way is you might be the fifth year dude that's grinded out like a walk on from kozad nebraska yes. like jared you know crick. Yeah. crick yeah
0: and then you like you earn your way up right so um i just don't know what the right way is to handle it because like i agree with everything you're saying but i think with like, so then is the only way to get a black shirt is leading up to the season. Like once the games start, are we not going to do the whole,
1: I guess for me, it's, it was always more obvious. Does that make sense? I like, agree.
0: I know that because that's what's hard. Cause what you wrote about is you like, don't get one the black shirts. Like when I think of a black shirt, like, you know, it used, it, it used to represent like a standard of excellence, a toughness, a mindset, yeah. like there was a real thing. Unfortunately, like, I don't know if that's how it's viewed now. And so I don't know what the right way to. So, so this is, I just thought of this. Tell me
1: what you think of this. There's the defense. You play for the defense. Yep.
0: You're a starter. You're a black shirt.
1: You can be a starter and not be a black shirt. Yes. There is a difference. Yes. So to me, like, That is the level above just like I'm one of the starting uh, team. Like it represents something bigger. It's something earned and it is known throughout the team. It's not a coach saying you get to be a black shirt. It's everybody knows that's a black shirt. And that is the way I think about it. So sometimes I see guys, I go, I don't know if that guy.
0: Yeah. If you have to question it, he is
1: a starter. But is he a black shirt? Because that is the – that's how I see and
0: it. And so would you say if that's the case, you can't lose your – like if you – because I think we both are in agreement. I don't love this week-to-week thing of like losing your black shirt. Is it one of those things once you get it, can you lose it in the season? If you've
1: dropped your standard. Like to me, the difference isn't like you get beat, you lose it, or you gave up too many yards, use it. Right. Like if the things that got you from starter to black shirt – if you're not doing those things week to week, if you're not practicing hard, right. studying, being tough, physical, like willing to do anything, you're not a team guy, like all those things that make the black shirts, yeah. You can lose a black shirt. You can, you can be, you can drop your standard and we can say, right. Yeah. But, I, I, it's just it, yeah, you know, that, it, that's how I see it. Like I right. see like I, I agree with starters you, and way. black
0: shirts aren't the same thing. I'm just wondering, like, I'm I'm wondering how to the perfect way to handle it, and it's just a—I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I'd—I'd be surprised if it ever fully goes away, especially with Trev being a former black shirt. It ain't going away with Trev. But I don't know. It's Uh, like that. That's. I think that's why
1: it's so good to have trev there is like
0: he's not he, he'll know how ahead. to handle that kind of stuff he's not letting that go but, by the way okay so you brought up uh you brought up the big red breakfast and was some i wanted to ask i've had this topic written down for a couple of weeks and i've never gotten to it how do you view like big red breakfast you jay moore there big crowd of people two former players two former black shirts like you're talking to the masses as former players the Nick Bob Podcast is powered by Runza. You know, there are a lot of ways to, to greet someone. Hey, hi, hello, what's up? Another way is, what's popping? Well, here's the thing that greeting has taken on a new meaning now because the answer to what's popping is now Runza's new popcorn chicken. That's what's popping. Runza's new popcorn chicken is amazing. Little, bite sized, delicious all white meat chicken that make any day better immediately. I love them. My wife loves them. My kids cannot get enough. Two-year-old Mac, six-year-old Mava are constantly wanting to get it popping. Great for a snack. Great for a meal. Pair them with the best crinkle fries on planet Earth, and you are set. All I got to say is you need to get out to a Runza location nearest you and get it popping. What's so hard to understand about that? Get it popping with Runza's all-new popcorn chicken. Runza makes it all better. I think right now we're kind of talking about all the ancillary, ancillary things around a program, and what do you think the role, how do you view your role as a former player in the way you publicly and even privately go about Talking about the program, supporting the program, constructively criticizing the program, because like there is there is that's a thing around here, because there's a lot of the former players have a lot of influence. There's a ton of former players that have have their roots here. They're still around here. A lot of them have platforms. A lot of them have radio shows. A lot of them have podcasts here. Like, how do you view that? Well, I, you know, I
1: don't really think of myself as like a media member, which I, I've never yes. thought that way. I just
0: think. I'm no, just, I don't think I don't really view you as no, that. No, I'm but, just a guy that. But you, I mean, you're on this podcast every week. Oh, yeah. You know, like you, if you wanted to, you could turn on the mic and rip. Yeah. You could also turn on the mic and and it could be sunshine and rainbows all the time. Yeah. Like. Where it's an interesting because it's it's been a thing that's gotten that can get tricky and it's it seems like once you lose the former player as a coach like you better have those guys behind you because man they really can shape public opinion in a big way.
1: Yeah I don't know if I mean I guess just speaking for myself like I'm I grew up a Husker fan I think of myself as a Husker fan
0: right. Um, you almost identify with yourself as that first before. Are you Bo Rude quote, Husker fan and former player? Or do you think you're, as yourself as Bo Rude former player and Husker fan? Does that make sense? Like what like what comes first? Because uh, I think that that's an important distinction
1: for I how think, people I think you feel like a player. The closer you are to when you were playing, the farther you get away, yeah, the more you go back to like a fan. The, the thing you were as a kid, You you love right. that you love the program. So I just I think I try to think of it more as that. Like I love the program. Uh I'm a Husker fan, will be for life. You know, so so like I think the beauty of this podcast, what what we do is we just have the same conversations we always have, right? Yes. So like I think sometimes when people are can think of themselves as media members, they need hot takes or they need to be controversial or you know, either overly critical or overly supportive. Uh, almost like blindly supportive. And I think we always just just try to keep it like.
0: I feel like we keep
1: it real. I think there's some people that probably think we are too kind to the program. You know this, like even in our private conversations, I defend the program. To the, you are the,
0: you really, really, really defend the program. If
1: I see something wrong, I mean, I'm not going to pretend it's not, but like if it's not obvious, I, I default to you should defend the program and do what's best for the program, right? So that's the way I think about it. But I never want to be pretend something's something yes. it's not, right? So um I don't know. I just always I, I always think positively about the the program and I always want to, you know, view it in the best light you can and be fair. I always think it's tough. Like sometimes you know, we joke about things, but I try not to like blast these some of these kids. Like these are right. kids, like yes, there's no reason to like pick a fight about an 18-year-old kid you know it's fun to you know sometimes we got to point things out and we like to make our jokes and we're going to make oh yeah yeah but we're not we're not going to beat up a kid no it's just like dude you're 20 like so we'll
0: we'll also say like hey so-and-so didn't play well or so-and-so's got to play better that's fair yes that's like to me that we do can't do this job you can't do this you can't have a real conversation about a team if you can't point out someone hey this guy didn't play good yeah
1: but i think the the the, the line you don't want to cross is like what you shouldn't do at any point in your life right. whether you're on the media or you're walking down the street is like make it personal about a kid like that's where we don't you don't do that either nick no you never do that no and I'm, that's a great that's a great habit that you never you never make it personal you go look that guy didn't play good yeah and he, we got to talk about that yes like that is a big part of what's going on or something like that's that's the it, that's part of every discussion people are having. And there's no reason to stay away from it. It's just like some people they like they take it to this weird place where they're like personally hurt by somebody. Like, right. It's
0: but over. it's just yeah, they get they get offended by there's some there's some players that get on Twitter and they like project this like they are really, really offended yeah. by how what's happening on a football field. And it's an interesting. This an in, it's it's really interesting to watch the different. I follow a lot of them on Twitter. A lot of the different Husker foot former Husker players and how they go about discussing the program. Yeah, it's, and I just never. I, it, it's hard because I'm I'm. First of all, Creighton basketball is not near as big as Husker football. Kansas basketball. I've I don't have that sort of like. Um, I mean, I, I it's a it's. It's that's a different thing in and of itself like but i'm i'm it's tough because like bill Self's still there so it's like the guy i played for like of course i'm going to support the hell out of him and oh by the way he's like putting together basically the i mean it's most unassailable resume not named john wooden or coach k like i mean it's fucking nuts what that guy's doing and then you know there's been one coach I played for Dane Altman, but then like a lot of the same people that were there were around, and Greg McDermott's been there for over a decade now. Like, so it's it's not. I'm not. I think I think that more coaches you get removed as a player, the easier it is to criticize. Oh yeah, and the and the more you're not around the team, the easier it is to criticize. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just in. I've always, it's because it is a thing. I mean, there's a ton of Husk, former Husker influence. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's, is that how it is? You think in like Tuscaloosa and in Norman, Oklahoma and the big the big, like,
1: the big, the big the big blue blood type schools, those would be ones. I mean, I'm sure you got Michigan, Ohio right. state. Um, yeah. I mean, all the like top 25 programs of in history, Notre Dame, I mean, they all have former, player, thing, former yeah. player. Oh yeah, for sure. I would think so. I think it's when you start getting uh, <clears throat> down the line past that, there's a lot less people that are, like, vocal in... Right. I mean, Nick, the reason why Nebraska Special is because millions of people care, right? and hundreds of former players
0: very much, you know, like hundreds and
1: right. thousands of former players care, right? So,
0: um, just an, It's an interesting thing on, you know, because I think a part of the reason that Bill Callahan fell out of the graces for a lot of people wasn't just the fact that he was losing, but it was like, I think there were some people that felt like he didn't open the doors for former players as well. And that became a thing. Like, it's like almost how you treat the coach, whoever this next coach is, it's like how he treats the former players is like that, that matters. But I I think, but I also kind of feel like, damn, I would never like, Let's say Greg McDermott retires. They hire someone new at Creighton. I would never want this new coach to feel like you better treat <laughs> okay, me okay. and Josh Dotsler and Anthony Tolliver well, see, a certain way. What,
1: here's what's weird. I never really understood that either. Like, what do they mean by that? I, here's the, I guess here's what uh, I can only speak this. Cause I know like I went to a couple events where they had like former player events at Nebraska. I was going to take you to one. Actually, yeah. With you and your dad. But, right. um, like they'd have barbecues and the former players would go and it was fun. You got to yeah. hang with the the coaches and they did a good job of that. Um, I think if, if that's what they mean, like doing a barbecue every fall, but like, you know, I think they'll let you go to like check out a practice and stuff right? and maybe Callahan closed that off. But like, I also, Nick, I don't assume that I should get anything. That's, that's how, how I that, am. That's how I am. I like, don't think I, anybody owes me anything. I don't want anything. Um, so I, you'll, you won't hear me saying that, right? You won't hear me saying that this staff didn't open the doors to foreign players. I'm like, what do they owe me that that's more where
0: I that, that's more where I fall like I just could not I could never imagine a new head coach at Creighton and like I think that person needs to like that guy owes me something. I don't, I mean, I don't really know what that means. I don't know either. what that, like, I hope, like, I think, I think, uh, with that said, I do think it's important to have a, rel- like, keep your former players, like, I think the more you, like, I used to love when former Kansas players and Creighton yeah. players would be around. Like, I think there's, that's special. I'm not saying, but like, I don't, it's, a, you get into a tricky spot. So when,
1: so what I would say for former coaches, um, or f- for new coaches that aren't like a, that aren't yeah, a, Frost a, connection. Yeah. Or like a Mickey Joseph. Um, they understand how things work. Trev understands how things work, right? So Trev is in that's a Trev is huge because
0: Trev can help
1: like Nick, he Trev can. Trev solves that problem a lot of essentially yes. where if you don't know why the black shirts matters as a coach, that's a problem for you. Yeah. And if you don't have Trev there, nobody's gonna tell you that. If you don't have former players around to kind of like not only hey, like explain that, it, yeah. but they get to like help infuse it like you infuse why does it matter well there's a thousand guys that did this before you that are like they went through it and they had a lot of success with a certain kind of attitude and standard like that is what helps a program now if a coach doesn't see that that's a problem because they're missing a chance to really have something special yes and that is why uh, the only reason why you would want former players around a lot is because it helps.
0: Yes. And so yeah. I,
1: I think that's maybe what they mean is like you're doing yourself a disservice by not yeah. bringing the culture of like the thing we've built here. You right. Know?
0: And and I mean, like, I don't necessarily feel like Creighton basketball owes me anything, but I also don't want to be like you don't want to get shut out either. You know, there's just a balance there. What's the point of
1: having traditions and like it? It's to bring people back and bring the, like the future and the past yes. together. Like so, that's it's the point. It's, a, it's an interesting. It's but 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 the there's no entitlement to me. Like there's no, I don't feel you owe me, like me personally. Like
0: Dave Aranda's hired. What does Dave Aranda realistically owe like you? Zero.
1: Doesn't need to call me or ask me anything. Doesn't need. I don't. I don't expect anything. Now, Dave Aranda was smart. He'd say. Man, I I want to learn more about tradition. I want my players, these guys from around the country, right. to get to be around the old dudes. Yes. So he would he would try to incorporate it because it would help bridge
0: the gap of those traditions. Because and, I do think that's. I'm not yeah. trying to say that former players don't matter because they. I think they do. Like I think it's important. Apart, I'm. One of my prevailing motivations when I was playing at Kansas and Creighton was to not let down the the guys that came before me, that's and I mean that in all sincerity. That's
1: the that's the line there.
0: That's it. Like that's I, it. I did not want to ever have to look at some of these former guys and be like, "Man, we I we fucked it up, man." Like that's it though. And so and but the only way you really gain that is if you get around them. And if so I don't, so it's weird yeah. balance. Like they matter. But but that's a two it's a it it's a tricky thing to kind of balance and I think it's it's become a thing around here too that is that has been tough to kind of maybe manage for certain coaches because I think yeah. in a weird way, I think a lot of people thought frost would help solve that issue, but I think frost and his polarization amongst former players, like he that that's was more of an issue to a to a in a bad way than I anticipated yeah. it, even though Everybody remembers the amazing scene when he gets hired, he goes down to the weight room and the, all the former players are there. You know, like
1: if he would have won a lot early, right,
0: right. I think
1: I think people would have come around the, the people that were against him would have probably uh I think lightened up probably just because like they would been they would have been happy for success. I think it's it's hard though if you kind of aren't never have saw eye to eye before and then you lose a lot you've lost them yes yes so um and you know what hey what what can you say he didn't win so yeah so when when you don't win nothing's gonna go well when you don't win it's like you you can't yeah you're not gonna bridge any gaps no
0: the dick bob podcast is brought to you by pella windows and doors and i want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency and if you go into pella's website right now you look at it and how about this one two three four five different types of windows or doors for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Two more things. A com- like Where are you at real quick with these, this final five-game stretch? Because the scary thing is Nebraska is going to be playing, as of right now, four of the top 10 total defenses in the country. Illinois is number one in total defense. Michigan, number four, Minnesota, number six, Iowa's number seven. And Wisconsin, by the way, is number 23. So like it's a little scary. Cause if we I I thought about going Debbie Downer for a second. Like if we if we just stop and take a step back, like Brassett didn't look very good against Rutgers. Like that looked like two teams on the struggle bus. And then outside of a few bombs to Trey Palmer, the run game was bad. The defense struggled at Purdue. And all of a sudden you're going to be playing better defenses. Like where are you, I guess, just give me your, you can take it wherever you want to take it. Where are you at with these final five games? Are you feeling confident? Are you not confident? No, I'm not either. Like I'm a little uh, I'm I'm a little I'm a little nervous about how these final 5 games could unfold here. The
1: f- here's what I think is actually good. If I could say like what's the what's a positive about these next these last 5 games? One, we get a bye week which we need yes. so badly for a million reasons. The biggest are health and two, we're giving these new coaches another week to just huge going back to the fundamentals and look
0: we're we're, we're,
1: you know putting in new defensive things putting in new like ideas like it takes time it was probably on the fly a little rushed another bye week to sort of okay let's settle down reassess make more adjustments because they're going to need to make more adjustments especially defensively um offensively for the run game hopefully hopefully so we don't just have to throw bombs to Trey Palmer every play right um so that that's probably the, the first positive is the bye week second positive is we play home. Illinois at home and they're ranked um in my mind they're riding high right now oh yeah
0: who does does Illinois play who does Illinois play this week by the way, I'll check that out, but keep talking. Check I, out who they play. Um,
1: because I I just you know, the competitor in me, I start smelling, I start smelling, and I smell I smell a team that is ripe to be smacked. You know what I'm saying? Like right, they haven't been in the top 25 very often. No, they think they're pretty good all, you know. I mean, that, that's where I would want
0: them. Oh, they gotta buy, shoot. They gotta buy yeah. too. Dang it. Yes. Okay. But, 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 but a buy also affords you the opportunity for two weeks to, to drink relax. your own Kool-Aid yeah. or either relax or get drunk on your own. Like, I guarantee a Bielema and those guys are probably, I would think as a coach, now you got to know your team, depend, they might just be a bunch of grinders, but Bielema and those guys might have to be like chopping them down. Like, listen, man, you guys think right. you're hot shit right now, blah, blah, blah. Like, Either way, sometimes you have two weeks to read your own press clippings and drink your own Kool Aid. True,
1: true. I, I think the bad part is it gives those coaches two weeks to see our
0: yeah issues put, in our, our
1: pretty quickly put together scheme. But your point uh, remains
0: the same, though. This is a program that is not typically in this spot. Nebraska is at home. At home, it, they're, <laughs> they're 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 playing great right
1: now. I'll give. I, I watched them uh, play Minnesota. Like they're playing really good. Um, they're tough, they're smart, they're doing all the things right, their running back's really good. I think that Chase Brown's a really good player. Right. Um, so, can we stop the run? Can we score points on this defense that's sh- shutting down everybody? Those are the two questions for us going into that week, but to be able to have a ranked team at home that's not like, that's I mean, not- Oklahoma's just more talented. Or Michigan or, or Ohio Michigan. State. Yeah, like, like, those teams are like another level of right. talent. This team is not another level of talent they might be playing way better football than us but that doesn't mean they're not beatable yes and so to me i I see this as a the competitor in me is going i would this is they're ripe they're ripe to be i agree chopped
0: down i agree i i think uh you you mentioned that you might have you brought up the run game like i think as much as anything that needs to get a that needs to get figured out is you got to Mickey Joseph Whipple. They got to figure out some way to run the ball a little bit, yeah. Because Grant Anthony Grant went for over a hundred yards in four of the first five games. He hasn't sniffed that since. He hasn't gotten over fifty yards in the last two games. And one thing I was I was thinking about is well, how about this? Mitch Sherman had this tweet today. The Nebraska defense is facing on average eighty plays per game. The national average is sixty eight. So they're leading the country in plays faced, Yeah. And so is this is, is one of the solutions and I get that you're tipping yourself off is one of the solutions playing like finding a package for Purdy or smothers where he comes in and they, they can utilize quarterback run game just to give you, because, because the, the reason I brought up that plays per game is a lot of people think that that's, it's twofold. It's, it's the defense is getting tired, and so the offense needs to stay on the field a little bit. They yeah. need to chew. They need to control the ball a little bit here. Yeah,
1: I don't know what. Yeah, I mean we've been we've been dictated to too often this year, where they're holding the ball and they're getting in the, they're getting leads. Two things that we're just we're not good enough right now to play like that. Like we're just not good enough on defense to not have a lead and to be out there all day simple as that it's it's simple as the more time this defense is out there bad things are going to happen so as a as a team we got to find a strategy to probably make it easier on them right. which means you got to sacrifice maybe a, a, the way you'd like to always play to just like you got to find a way to run the ball you got to hold the ball sometimes it's it's little chunk plays instead of like you know we're, we're going for the you know uh, You never criticize. I know. know That's what's hard. But like, you can do both. Like, you you can chunk away and then take a shot. You just can't have three and out, three and out, three and out with like all
0: air it out, all air it out.
1: Like, you got to be able to run the ball and tick that clock. When you run the ball, even if you get three, like the clock runs. That means their team doesn't get that extra three plays or five plays every quarter. Right. So every quarter, if they get an extra five plays because we are throwing incomplete, throwing incomplete, throwing incomplete. Like then at the end of the game, that's 20 extra plays. So instead of 60 plays, you do 80. And guess how many tackles you missed in those 20 extra plays? Right. Five, and they gave up three touchdowns. No, exactly. That stuff adds up. You got to think big. You got to think about the game. One game, win the game at the end. How you get there, you got to think about the whole thing. Do all the things right throughout.
0: Totally agree. And that's why I think as much as anything else in this bye week, I think this conundrum, figuring out, how they're now again, the, the way this offense is going to score the ball is is bombs, deep bombs, probably to Palmer. That's how they're gonna move the ball and score. Yeah. But you that doesn't mean that has to be what you do on every play, you know. And I'm not insinuating that it's what they do, but at the same time, they gotta figure out some let me let- you know, they only ran 52 plays against against Purdue. You gotta figure you gotta, you gotta figure out a way to to manufacture some rushing attack. I'm going to pull up here
1: the, the 2022 cumulative stats for the season so far. Let's see where we're at here. Okay, so uh, let's see. We've had, is that points? Uh, we need to see attempts,
0: total plays. Are you trying to go the run-pass yeah, ratio? run-pass
1: ratio. Well, let's see what we got here because... I'd love to see where we're at now. I mean, I feel like we started you know it's hard is is a
0: sack counted as a run? I believe so. so we maybe because you almost need to subtract some of the sacks too, okay,
1: rushing let's see attempts two hundred and sixty seven uh passes attempts two hundred and twenty one so we've actually we've been balanced. I would say though the first part of the year we were running it way more way more so Grant got a lot of carries. So I mean, Whipple is quote unquote staying balanced. I think though, those when those the balance comes is all over the place. It's like we'll go two quarters and it feels like we don't run the ball. And then at the end of the game, we might run it for the whole fourth quarter. Like, I think we need to find more balance to start the game off. Right. That makes sense. Like can we start the game and be balanced versus like we're kind of all over the place.
0: It just is interesting. It's even possible for this group to, to run the ball. That's why I brought up the per I'm not usually a fan of like rotating quarterbacks in and tipping your hand of, okay, here comes some others, you know, they're running the ball, but at the same time, like you, you, if they, if, if their, if their run game continues to be what it has been in the last couple of games, this thing's, this thing's could Get out of control. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because you, because you're playing now better defenses and, and they'll get you off the field even quicker. Yes. So yeah, I don't know. I it's don't want to be Debbie Downer because Nebraska, I mean, they 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 were good. They did what they needed to do in the second half against Indiana and Rutgers, but let's be honest, it was not a pretty football game at Rutgers. And again, I think a part of the reason people felt better about the Purdue game was like the Trey Palmer second half was so exuberantly exciting yes. that it overshadowed a lot of the problems that were really really scary I, i'm
1: still like i think we're still digesting the the magnitude we, we lost but trey palmer was amazing so the next day i'm still amazed like people are were positive they were they came out of it like praising mickey joseph in a right. loss and yeah i think it's all has to do with like Trey Palmer was amazing. Maybe
0: maybe it was. I think it's it's that it's Trey Palmer's amazing. It's also just not frost. And there there wasn't that sideshow Bob step on a rake moment that lost the game. Like there wasn't a huge or even a coaching blunder that lost the game.
1: Not really at all.
0: But I ask people like that game plays out exactly how it was. But Scott Frost is the head coach. Highly doubt. People are feeling as good about it as as they are, and so that's what I'm trying to. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, but I also want people to try to just try to strip emotion away from it and just see the game for what it was. See the last couple games. There's, I'm I'm a little concerned about these final five game stretch. This final five game stretch, but with like a lot of these teams, like Iowa, not great. Minnesota has come back down to earth a little bit. Wisconsin, yeah. They're they're going through it.
1: Uh, let me ask you something. Does Ibrahim look like his old self? No, I don't think so. Because he got hurt, and I don't know if he's if he's the same guy, yeah. which, which is too bad because he was a really was good player. Really but it's not bad for us. No. Um Yeah, but yeah, Wisconsin, Iowa they're, they're, it's a little bit harder for them to you score the ball you, right now. Like
0: you have an Illinois your your three home games are all like Nick. Nick, I don't know. You could convince me Nebraska loses by two touchdowns to all three teams. You could also convince me that Nebraska's right in all those games and could win all three of those games. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. They need to get they need to get their linebackers healthy. That's not, like that's also this week. Those guys, some of the dudes that are banged up, got to get healthy for the final five yeah, games of this we, season. We got
1: to have Reimer back.
0: We got to have Vokalek uh, healthy. Got to get Henrich back out there. Yeah, got to you got to you know, uh, get those guys feeling good. Yeah, so. There you go. All right. We're 90 minutes in by week. What that's you, a, what, what an are you, hour and a half on the line. Fast. Pie, yeah. How about that? Uh, you Obviously, are you going to do you need a break from football this weekend like you did in the first bye week? Or are you going to try and watch some football?
1: I may watch a little bit. You yeah, try I don't try know.
0: and scout out some opponent, some some Baylor. Some, you can maybe get your Baylor game. I, right. I, I you need can to maybe check out your, Aranda.
1: I need to see what Aranda's working with. You know, he's I mean, uh,
0: you get your Baylor game right. You could get your I think Kansas might be off. So baylor plays texas tech you know like i mean you could mm-hmm. you could no they're off baylor's off this weekend baylor plays texas tech in two too everybody's got to buy everybody's got to buy in the same week it's ridiculous right, well, well you'll be uh you'll be in i'm going some to some az oh, skies, oh i'm pumped man i'm kidding, man. getting a little get away do this try to do this every fall before basketball season starts and the grind hits are you going to get King away with
1: go to the thing where you play like board games in your room again
0: yeah, oh, we play Yahtzee. <laughs> you play Yahtzee. We play Yahtzee every you night. Go to the pool all day, and Yahtzee then we at play Yahtzee, Yahtzee at night. It's a it's, it's a an trip. amazing trip. I don't care what anybody says. We we bought travel size Yahtzee. We're gonna. It's gonna be amazing. That sounds perfect. We played Yahtzee on a bachelor party. Let me tell you, it was a crazy bachelor party. Shouts out to our friend Goldie. Guess you, who won? I still have the belt. And your whole wasn't your whole was your whole strategy to go for nothing but Yahtzees? I don't even remember. I thought you had you had some like some off the beaten path strategy. Is I there
1: a strategy to the Yahtzee?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of there. There is a little bit of like, oh, I'm going to go for my three of a kind. I need my fours. I need to get the bonus up top. So like, I do really
1: know it's a simple game, but like you're rolling a, there's, dice. And, there's more
0: strategy than you think.
1: I just remember Nick. I
0: was yelling yeah, Yahtzee I, a I lot. Dude, you man. did. I know you were the Yahtzee champ. Well, I'm gonna be the Yahtzee champ this weekend. So okay well no we don't have a game to recap so we'll be back next week with a wine pot or a coffee pot or something and then we're hitting that final five game stretch all right okay you want to go listen to some hall notes i think we should let's do it